0: Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. I'm Nicolene Peck and I'm joined here with my daughter, Paige Peck-Baumert. Hi, Paige. Hello, Paige, today we are going to talk about heated things. We're going to talk about drama. We're going to talk about games, like not the good kind of games, but the the kind of games where you get trapped in a game. And we're going to talk about the election and surviving the election. So this election is coming up. We are talking right now. (laughs) It's happening So as we are filming this, it is the day before the election is is the final election day. So how are we going to survive the election no matter the outcome? Well, we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about how to help our emotions not be so dramatic. I know, mom, you're during talking politics. during. The- I know, <laughs> politics, politics. Can I self-government thought- apply to politics? Self-government can apply to politics. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it, to- it can apply to everything. I hope it applies to politics. I hope it can. Here's the thing is politics left the realm of self-government A while ago. We need to bring it back.
1: (laughs) It's not very popular when it comes to being calm and collected.
0: Yeah. Now some do, you know, you get to the more local races and they still have more of that character stuff, but you look at some of these national races and you're like, okay, people are going nuts. Well, we're going to (laughs) talk about that. We're going to talk about why that happens, what to do about it, but first as tradition we have to give a fun family activity and this time we're gonna do an activity that revolves around helping the family love each other a little bit more
1: amen so something that we did while i was younger um we played a game that we called the love language game so if you're familiar with the five love languages uh, those are quality time physical touch words of affirmation Giving gifts and service,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so we decided as a family that we were going to list what we, you know what our top love languages were, and then we would take turns guessing what each other's top love languages were.
0: Yeah, and this was fun, really eye opening, and a lot of fun. So you know, we ranked them. We said, okay, these are the five love languages. We explained them to the children. And then we said, okay, so now rank it. Number one is your most important, the way that you love to feel loved the most or how you like to give love the most. And then number five is your least favorite. So we made our little lists on piece of paper, then we folded them up. And then we had a board, like a whiteboard in front of the whole group. And we would write somebody's name down, like we would say Paige. And then everybody would try to guess what her top love language was. And only she really knew because it was on her (laughs) piece of paper. And so she would have to sit and listen with a smile on her face while everyone else (laughs) discussed it. And then she would tell, this is what my top language love languages are. And we would see if we got close to what she really said they were. So anyway, Mm. it was a fun little guessing game, but also a way for the family to get to know each other better and to prepare for how to show each other love. So anyway, fun idea for you.
1: Yeah. Well, this is a fun one to do over time too, because like once I got married, I realized that my love language has
0: changed. Oh, totally. When you mature, a lot of things happen, you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of children who are like, gifts, 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 you know? But actually (laughs) when they get a little bit older, a lot of them might like to hear words of affirmation or my like yeah, I would to say for me, get service or quality time
1: yeah for me it was a yeah quality time physical touch those are my rankings note number one number two but when i got married um a little while after my husband he said to me he said do you think your love languages have changed a little bit because based on kind of how you're acting like it seems like they've changed and i'm like i don't think so but then for one of my classes we actually had to take the love language test and I'm like, oh, shoot. Um, yeah, they
0: have. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so now I think my top one is acts of service. You know, I feel very loved when uh, my husband does things for me, mm. like cleans the house or um, makes food, you know, or something like that. And then quality time and physical touch are kind of
0: tied for a second. Mm. So. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. See, things change and modify over time. And maybe as we work on all the love languages, which we should, Mm -hmm. then we get the opportunity to really fine tune what we think we like to give and receive (laughs) a little bit more as well. But it's just fun anyway. It's fun to know where a person's at with their love languages so that you can show them love more. And we can talk about that more another time. There's a whole lot we could go into there. So, but just, you know, do that activity sometimes. It's a lot of fun. And if you haven't read the Love Language book, then, you know, by uh, Chapman, then that's a fun one to read as well. So let's move into our topic here. We're going to talk about Mm -hmm. drama, the bad kind, games, the (laughs) bad kind, and and surviving the election. And we're going to look at all of these things. Through the lens of self-government. So what is self-government, Paige?
1: Self-government is being able to determine the cause and effect of any given situation and possessing a knowledge of your own behaviors so that you can control them. And I think that comes very, very important, especially when it comes to controlling behaviors and your emotions during the election.
0: So true. You have to have self-government. You've got to be planned out. Otherwise, guess what's going to happen? Your emotions are going to just get the better of you. It happens every time. It's just a human thing that occurs. If you're not prepared, you're going to end up going, why did I do that? Or why do I feel this way? Or what is the problem? So it is vital that we work on self-governing ourselves in all things. So let's talk about the election. In this election cycle, there has been all kinds of drama. We're talking attacks, verbal attacks. We're talking people protesting and screaming. And I mean, you get together with someone, they will give you an earful of where they're at politically. And I'm actually okay with that. I like some good civil discourse. I think that's fine. But there are some people, they just get so um they get so heated you know even when they're just telling you often they get angry oh yeah those this and this and this and this candidate this and and this policy and this treaty and this whatever and this judge and you know and they get going and and all of a sudden you you see like their color of their skin changes you know they get a little bit red faced their eyes narrow a little flustered yes and they are not happy you know so we we have historically been in the United States a nation where people can just talk freely about whatever it is whatever political ideas governmental procedures or plans and our opinions and we can just talk about those things and we can go not everybody has to think the same as me and that's okay but I'm staying true to what I think but the more and more we have adopted sameness disease and and really the media that has drawn everybody into everyone's got to be the same if you're not the same then you're against us if you're not with us you're against us you know it's it's that kind of mentality. And so because of that, everyone's like at war with their own ideas. And so we've got people getting depressed, getting worried, they're stressed out there. Some people going, I don't know what to do with the election. How do you know what to do on So all really of this? taking
1: it personally?
0: Yeah. And, and really, you know, ruining their day, week, month, I don't know over it. And they're planning on four years. (laughs) Yes, And they're planning on the next four years being ruined. You know, they're like, no matter what happens, it's going to be awful because this could happen and this could happen. And so there's conjecture and assumptions. So there's one thing when you plan ahead, but there's another thing when you get caught up in the drama and the game of it all, so I I wonder if everybody could just think to themselves: Have you thought that yet? Have you thought what am I planning to do? If the results don't go in my favor, then what am I planning to do? Do I have a plan? Have I thought ahead of time about what I will do or how I will feel? Because you can Thinking plan how you will in feel. Politics. What? I know, right? It's, it's crazy so crazy. Yeah, okay, so we're going to talk about how you can plan for what to do in this election cycle and how to prepare yourself to be successful, no matter if your candidates win or lose, what you can do in a self-governed way to be prepared so that we don't repeat past mistakes. I mean, after the last presidential election here in the United States, there were riots looting i don't ever remember that happening ever in my whole lifetime ever yeah after a presidential election and i mean the people went wild and everyone's already planning on people are going to go wild again so what are you going to do that's what we're going to talk about after we discuss why people are caught in this problem in the first place
1: we can't we can't give you skills until you know what goes on like what mindsets people are in
0: Yes. Okay. So Paige, we, we want to talk about the Carpman drama triangle. That's what we want to talk about right now. So the Carpman drama triangle is a triangle where everyone in it usually is in a state of drama, the bad kind of drama, where it's taking over your emotions, maybe even taking over your ability to function in daily life very well, I mean it it is a problem this is something that people have now talked about for years and it's interesting to take a look at so we want to dissect this drama triangle for you and if you're taking notes you can draw a triangle on a piece of paper um, have the point of it pointing down and the flat edge at the top that's probably the better way although really you can put it in any direction Paige how about you tell us about this Cartman drama triangle
1: Yeah. So this drama triangle is three separate mindsets that people get trapped in um, that cycle through. So um, your mindsets are the victim or being, yeah, being the victim, being the rescuer and being the persecutor and or oppressor. So those are the three different mindsets that happen. So, you know, each of those goes at one or a separate point on the
0: triangle and I'm pretty sure the persecutor goes to the bottom right well i mean they they can move around i usually put the victim down at the bottom because everybody always thinks of the victim as at this low place you know um some people put the point going up and then they put the oppressor on the top and they put the the victim and the rescuer on the bottom because, oh, the oppressor thinks they're the king of the hill. You know, it's, it's all like, you know, like (laughs) how you see it in your brain, but um, yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't matter where they are. Yeah. But you can (laughs) label each of those three points on the triangle. You would write victim, rescuer, oppressor. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And so these are different mindsets that people go through when they're in this drama triangle. So, for example, someone could feel like they are the victim of a situation. And so, you know, they're very down on themselves, uh, this, that, and the other. But then at some point, they realize that, you know, there's maybe another victim. And so, they turn into a rescuer mode. And they're like, oh, I have to help this person, you know, get out of this mindset. Mm -hmm. And then once they help that person, you know, maybe that person does something to take them off and they suddenly go into oppressor mode and they're like, oh my gosh, I just helped you. Why are you doing this? You know, that's not okay. Blah, blah, blah. And then maybe that person gets mad that they're turning on them. And so they turn back on them and they say, well, okay, you helped me, but what about this that you're doing? Blah, blah, blah. And so then that person can go back into victim and be like, oh, they're killing me. They hurt me. Blah, blah, blah. And then it's just a vicious cycle. Okay.
0: So let's, let's go through this with driving. Okay. With So we've got an oppressor. Well, the person might not know their oppressor. They might know. Anyway, they cut someone off in traffic. Ooh, okay, there's the <laughs> oppressor thing. So if you have a drama mindset, and that's the key thing, you get stuck in the drama triangle if you have a drama mindset, if you want to have drama. Now, this oppressor could be in the triangle or not, okay? Okay. Because sometimes people do things that other people, because they're dramatic, perceive as oppressive, okay? Or persecution or something. So let's just, let's just say everyone's in the triangle though, okay? We got a whole bunch of road ragers out there. Okay, so we've got one person who cuts a person off in traffic. Then the victim is like, I kept, ah, Oh my word, I almost hit them. He just cut so me like, off. Yeah, he just cut me off, whatever. Okay, so then they might slam on their horn, which cues the person in the passenger seat to stick their hand out the window and give hand <laughs> signs to somebody else because they're going to now rescue their friend who's driving the car, okay? <laughs> okay, and so this, and now, and now the person who was the original one who cut off the first person? They are now like the victim because somebody's flipping them off. Especially if they didn't know they were oppressing to begin with, right? Well, now all of a sudden,
1: so it's a lot easier to be yeah, victim. Yeah. So now all of
0: a the sudden, they're they're pulled into that drama triangle, and so now their passenger is sticking their hand out the window <laughs> and doing something <laughs> to the other car. Well, now. We've got the victim and the rescuer who are going to come and they're going to probably try to cut off that other guy just to show them what it feels like. So now we've got victim who's gone all the way back to oppressor, right? (laughs) So... And, and so then these two are going to road rage it all the way down the highway, cutting each other off and sending hand signals that aren't appropriate out the window and saying things in the car to each other and getting each other riled up and mad about it. You know, people are far less likely to road rage when they're by themselves. Did you know that now they still do it? It can still definitely happen, but they're sometimes less less likely because they don't have an audience. They don't have a rescuer. They don't have somebody with them who's going to listen to the rant, you know? And so, yeah. And so they just kind of deal with it more. They're like, whatever. They may still feel like the victim, but they don't jump to oppressor as quickly because they don't have that. So Now this is, you know, of course, a million different personalities out there and circumstances and everything else, but that's that's basically in a, in a simplified way, that's what it looks like. This victim, um, drama triangle, this Cartman drama triangle. So then you have to ask yourself, do you ever get stuck in that? You know, because-
1: I know I've been there before, but a lot of times I can usually analyze my way out of it. So
0: the only the only way to get out is to see the truth about all the parties, which means you have to be able to acknowledge identities. You have to say, "Wait a minute, who mm-hmm. who am I? Is it my role to get stuck in this?" Roles, oh, they're so important. I know, important. they are so important. You know, or do I do I need to be doing something else? And who is that person? Are they really an awful person or or are they, are they someone that, you know, just is miscommunicating? Maybe they're just in a hurry. Maybe, you know, whatever it is. Because you could put this into anything. I know people who are stuck in this almost every day. And when you are stuck mm-hmm. in this drama triangle, like, every day, what a drain. You're not going to be productive. Oh,
1: so emotionally draining. And then especially if those people... Um, i guess you you know suffer from depression or anxiety it makes it even worse because then it's those feelings are intensified and so it's even more emotionally draining so that's a whole other vicious Mm -hmm. cycle that
0: deals with this vicious cycle and it's just it yeah no it it actually and you get trapped okay this is the game you get trapped Mm -hmm. in this game once you go in unless you're willing to recognize the truth and analyze yourself and make a self-government plan or choice to pull out at some point, then you're trapped in there and it just eats up your life. So there are some people, ah, oh, I love them dearly. Love, love them. They are trapped in there. Everything is a downer. Everything has gone wrong all the time. They are either the victim or the rescuer of somebody else or the oppressor, but they would never say they're the oppressor, but because you they're can, the victim. because they're the victim when they're the oppressor. Exactly. <laughs> but, but you can see clearly looking from the outside. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're being the oppressor right now.
1: Well, and a lot of times a rescuer can be someone from outside the triangle being like, Hey, you should take a look at this. I'm not going to get involved, but here's what I see.
0: Mm. Yeah. Now that person is a different kind of rescuer though. Right. So that, so let's talk about that. Is it possible to be victimized? Yes. Yes. Anyone can be victimized. Somebody could, somebody could come and slap me out of the blue for no apparent (laughs) reason. Okay. I don't recommend it because I pack a punch. Please, I'm, kidding. Please, okay. Mom. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But someone, but someone could come and slap me out of the blue, no apparent reason. And I then I'm victimized. But what I do with that is the thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can be victimized, but do I have to play the victim? No. Do I have to indulge in drama? No. I don't have to do that. I can choose not to go into that drama triangle. I can say, wait a minute, what skills do I have to deal with this? Right? And you might make the case that every once in a great, great while, the skill that someone has to deal with it is defend yourself physically so you don't get damaged, right? Okay. <laughs> right. But, but most of the time, there are other skills we're going to be drawing on. Skills that involve that are something that we planned for ahead of time, like how to disagree appropriately with the person, how to find out what's really going on there, how to stay calm in the heat of that moment. You know, these are important skills that a person can have. So, and then, and then can there be a rescuer, like you mentioned, Paige, who rescues, but they're not in the drama triangle. They're not doing it out of drama. They just might say something and maybe, maybe they don't even see themselves fully as a rescuer, but they're like, that person needs a little bit of a truth or they need Uh to see something from a different perspective. So like sometimes maybe a therapist or maybe a parent or maybe a good friend, they pose a question to somebody that then they consider that brings them to the truth. But we have Mm -hmm. to be really careful not to get trapped into rescuer because the rescuer all of a sudden feels like they have to save the other person. That somehow the other person is not able to save themselves or to solve their own problem. Mm -hmm. And then this makes everybody turn into victims all the time.
1: I think the difference between you know the rescuer in the triangle and the rescuer who isn't is that the rescuer inside the triangle takes their rescuing personally like they take the whole situation personally oh yeah and the person outside the triangle says you know i do have advice i could give this person to help them and so i think i'll share it with them and what they do with it is up to them at that point
0: Yeah. So people ask me all the time, they're like, "Nicoleen, how do you do what you do and not end up like just in a depression all (laughs) the time, like hearing all these people say, because people will call me and they'll have one-on-one consultations with me. I have weekly times on the support group where I answer their questions and dive into their stuff, you know, but I don't ever take it personally. In fact, I tell the people, I mean, I take notes on some of when I have one-on-ones because I'm not gonna remember. I already You're intentionally
1: forget and not ahead of time. Yeah.
0: I'm not remembering what problem that person has. If I see that person a couple of years down the road, I'll go, We talked one time. I know, I know you. And they'll be and like, I oh talk- no. <laughs> but that's all I'll know. Yeah, And they'll, they'll come up to me and be like, oh, so I have to give you an update on my child. I'm like, uh-oh, I don't even remember what the child did. Which child, who did what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be very rare for me to remember it. And because I've just decided I'm going to help. I'll be a sounding board, a looking glass, a source of truth, but I'm not going to take it personally. I'm not going to get in to everybody's stuff. And this includes political stuff and everything. Oh, yeah. And I, I engage politically and governmentally more than most people. No, you're, tell- you're very involved. Yeah. Who are telling me all their stuff, yeah, right? Community, so- state, and national. And international. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm actually there at the United Nations. I'm actually writing bills. I'm actually, you know, working with different people on all the different levels, helping them make good legislation and stopping bad legislation. I mean, I'm in there like Mm -hmm. speaking at things and stuff about it, but I'm not going to go get wrapped up in all the drama of it because how does that help me? How does that help the situation? It doesn't. And I think that's the thing is we've got to stop thinking that getting dramatic somehow makes it better. This is like, well, and if you bring that home,
1: like if you were to ever bring the things that are the problems that were happening at the legislature home with you, when you come home from session, that would not do good things for our family.
0: Oh no, no. See, and that's a really good point. It's contagious.
1: Yeah, and so if you were to come home all depressed, like, oh, so-and-so made this bill, and it passed, and it stinks, and it's an awful bill, and I'm so upset that now we're going to have to follow these rules, blah, 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 and then we'd be like, oh, oh, yeah, you know, that person stinks. And then you have, like, such animosity towards these people, you know, people can be good despite having differing political beliefs.
0: Well, for sure they can, and there's people on all different sides of everything. Everyone has different experiences, different things they've studied and understand. Different, you know. And so, your my job when I'm trying to make a certain bill go or stop is to educate somebody on why, you know, on my experiences and on where I'm coming from, so that they can see why I would take the stance I'm taking. Right, and so like and that doesn't not- mean I love or hate anybody any differently than anybody else. But some people that try to battle against certain bills I'm making declare all kinds of things. Oh, Mm -hmm. she's a this, 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 this. And they call names and make claims um, because they're only because they take it dramatically and they're Mm -hmm. in the, the drama triangle. And so what they do is they try to give me a presser role. Mm-hmm. And so then they come after me, but I, if I never take it personal, it just doesn't go anywhere. And
1: then you never become the victim.
0: So it's great. Yeah. Why would I want to become the victim? Okay. See, that's a <laughs> whole other thing because like, because people actually somehow glory in when they're the victim.
1: Well, it almost turns them into a martyr.
0: Right. Right which is just a total mess on your emotions and mm-hmm. you're playing with other people's emotions. Cause
1: then you're entitled to feeling that victim feeling and entitled to feeling like, Oh, people should pay attention to me because I am feeling so unfortunate and I'm in such an unfortunate position, you know, this, that, and the other. And so then you're entitled to that. And mm-hmm. then you become oppressive with those entitled feelings.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and your whole identity shifts, your mm-hmm. relationships shift. You know, this is one of those things where if let's say if mom or dad is in the drama triangle at work, okay, and they come home, like you said, if I used to if I would come home from the session or from somewhere and I didn't act like normal life and I got caught up in it, it could ruin the whole family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got parents maybe who are caught in a drama triangle at work. Or children who are caught in drama triangles at school with bullying and whatever, and the things that are happening, and they come home and if they seclude and take it personal and sit and worry and all that kind of stuff, then guess what happens to the whole family dynamic? This is called taking it out on the children, taking it out on your parents. And, and it's unjust and everyone knows it's unjust. Because it's like, well, okay, maybe you're stressed over something, but that doesn't make it morally right for you to mm-hmm. dump it on me and hurt me because then you really do become the next oppressor.
1: Yeah. And you're like, why are you dumping your feelings out on me? Knock it off.
0: Right. And so then you've got, you know, maybe the wife standing up for the children who are getting dumped on by the husband. <laughs> and then, so then she's rescuing and then you've got, and then you've got pain in the family mm-hmm. because somebody brought the drama triangle home. Yep. Leave it at work. This happens all the time in so many (laughs) families' lives, and it makes me so sad. In fact, don't even get in it. Not just leave it at work. Don't even get in it because this game, this drama triangle game only hurts. It doesn't help. And as I look to this election that is happening today, tomorrow, you know, um, and, and it will probably keep going afterwards. As I look to what is going on at all of this, I think to myself, if the people don't remember who they really are, if they take on these false identities that are in this drama triangle, we are in trouble. Mm-hmm. But if they pull out of the drama triangle, they keep level-headed and calm. And they, they, they decide not to be one of these characters. And they decide to use skills and plan to have skills, then they can succeed. It can be okay. Our families can be okay. Our communities can be okay. Our nations can be okay. Now that doesn't mean that we're gonna love all the policy for whoever gets elected. You know, we, we may go, oh, I don't like that that person got elected and I'm not, I don't like that policy. But mm-hmm. then you start on the track of trying to solve it in a way that's appropriate. Yeah. And it's I know that it's worrisome if there's corruption, because that gets people feeling like the drama triangle is even more of a necessity, because it's hard to stop corruption. But truth always stops lies. And so you can always declare the truth in a calm way. Um, I do love that there are some people who've been trying to do that they get attacked. Um, but there's some people who've been trying to just bring out truths in a calm way, state some facts. And, um, and those people, whether they're widely listened to or not, I'm not sure, but I do know that some of the wild, crazy ones attack them as if those truths are oppressive. And if the truths that are presented in a calm and truthful way seem oppressive to somebody, or they're going to pull them into the drama triangle because of it. Then maybe well, you're guilty then, of not following it. <laughs> then you might know that person was right. <laughs> so, so there the you go. The guilty take the truth to be hard. <laughs> that is true, and that is so true. Okay, Paige. Let's talk about skills. People need yes. skills. So now that we know the I, mindsets, yes. Yeah, so so we've got uh, on my website there is an article about keeping calm and keeping cool during uh, times of drama and election, and there are some. There are some uh, skill sets that have been presented there. We teach a lot of different skill sets in the teaching self-government parenting model and relationship building model. And two of those skill sets we're going to talk about right now. And they're also mentioned and listed in in detail in that article. So you can go and look at that article as well. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Paige, tell me one of the skill sets that's going to help people in this election.
1: One of the skill sets that is going to be very beneficial is going to be
0: accepting a no answer. Accepting a no answer. But Paige, I mean, nobody told me no. Well, in your cute little kid's book, Porter Earns a Quarter, it
1: says when things don't go your way, that's the same as hearing a no answer.
0: Oh, Paige, you're so smart. It's true. It's so true. When things don't go your way, it's the same as hearing a no answer or feeling that feeling that comes with criticism because the the actual skill name is accepting no answers.
1: And criticism.
0: And criticism. Yeah. So because when you feel like someone doesn't like your idea, That's criticism. So if you cast your vote and you're like, this is my idea and it's the best. And then (laughs) everybody doesn't (laughs) go for your idea and you feel like someone doesn't like your idea or even corruption potentially made your idea, you know, in a dishonest way, not win or whatever, you know, there could be those things in there. Right. Mm -hmm. But we just have to be so careful that we choose to accept that no answer or feeling of criticism instead of allowing ourselves to get dramatic and worked up
1: right because that's one of the critical parts of accepting a no answer or criticism is to drop the subject
0: you know that's mm-hmm. the
1: last step so um, how do you
0: tell us what are all the steps what are the okay steps?
1: so the steps to accepting a no answer or criticism is one look at the person two keep a calm voice face and body three Say okay or disagree appropriately, which can come in very handy in multiple situations. And then four, drop the subject, which means you don't go home and you complain to your family about, oh, so-and-so, you know, they decided to vote this way, and then this person won, blah, 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 because that's not dropping the subject. Mm
0: -hmm. You say- Well, and even if there is corruption, like- Yeah.
1: I mean- You can talk about it and explain why that corruption is there.
0: Well- and there are certain people that do have a duty to do something about it right Mm -hmm. yeah people in in legal in some of the authorities they have a duty to do something about corruption but if you just keep talking about it forever
1: then it's not going to do any good
0: yeah exactly you're just going to get you're just creating more contention Yeah, (laughs) you're creating more drama. So now the first step, look at the person. I, I actually think in this situation, it's good to think of the situation as the person. Okay. Mm, So look at the person or the situation. So in this case, it would be a situation, the election results come out. So this is where we're at. So would Um, look
1: at the situation mean look at the situation with an unbiased view?
0: Well, with a calm face, voice and body. So yeah, um, maybe calmness suggests that you are not going into it with a fight, right?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That you're not assuming you're going to be hurt. That you just look at the situation and say, I'm not choosing to be hurt. I'm not trying to find out where they're hurting me. I am (laughs) just going to see the situation and stay calm. And it could be that sometimes when you look at the situation, you see some little things like corruption or whatever, but that does still doesn't mean that you have to take it personally, get emotional and allow yourselves to um, fall into a drama triangle where you can't function or right. where you take out bad things on other people and you get frustrated at others. You know, I, it, it always bothers me when I hear people say, you know, like they've just behaved really badly. Well, it's been a really bad day. You know, yeah, or that's to, well, not an been, I've been really frustrated because of whatever, and I'm okay. Then you should keep yourself contained until you can be calm. <laughs> like, don't come <laughs> dump it on other <sighs> people. That's not the way we handle ourselves. Put yourself
1: in your tantrum box. Come out when you're done.
0: (laughs) I mean, you know, if they have to, if they don't have skills. So let's talk about another skill. Okay. So part of that accepting no answers and criticism skill is say, okay, or disagree appropriately. Mm -hmm. So disagreeing appropriately is going to be a big skill. Because there's going to be people who feel one way about things in the election. People who feel another way about things in the election. People are going to start talking about it and throwing the drama triangle around. And are you going to get in? You have to decide. If the answer is no, I'm not getting in the drama triangle, but I do want to engage in some good civil discourse, then you have to have a disagree appropriately mindset. Yeah. So I know steps- there was,
1: oh, sorry. I was to say I yeah, know there was ahead. a time, there was a time where you came home from one legislative session, and you had this really—you were actually really excited to tell us the story. Uh, <laughs> you had talked to one of the legislators or one of the senators, I can't remember, and he was frustrated at what that your stance on a certain topic. And um, you basically said, "You know, I want to talk to you about this, but you know, we need to be calm before we can talk about this, so that we can really understand each other's view." And that kind of took him aback you know, he's like, wait a second, you're so right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so he just kind of took a second, calmed down. And then you guys had a really good conversation and he was, you know, you're able to tell him why you believed the way you did on a certain topic. And I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah. Thanks for the memory. I did forget (laughs) about that. But you know, when you say something like that, if a person has some principles in there, they know, oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. There's no use talking about this. If we're angry, there's just no use. And so you just point them toward the truth. Right. And that was a disagree appropriately mm-hmm. right there. I said, I know that you're angry about this and you want to talk about this, but we can't talk about this until you're calm. You know, yeah. I want to talk to you, but I, I'm not going to talk until we're calm. So that was a disagree appropriately. So to disagree appropriately, there's certain steps Paige, What are the steps?
1: So obviously
0: first you have to look
1: at the person or situation keep, or situation keep a calm voice voice face and body or analyze that situation with an unbiased opinion and then you have to explain that you understand the other person's point of view first and then explain your point of view accept whatever answer is given and then drop
0: the subject right So, you have to say, okay, if you can't change somebody's mind, there's a point where you have to go, okay. And either you try a different angle and talk to another person if it's a really vital thing, or you go, this isn't vital. And so, I'm just going to accept the fact that they don't agree with me, and that's okay. So, when we come to the election, what is this going to look like? It's going to look like um, okay i'm you know it's it's wednesday morning the day after the election or a week after the election and i run into somebody and they're like oh that election whatever and they start going and going am i going to engage and become their rescuer because i notice their emotions and the the rescuer would in this case just validate everything they say oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah no i no. i'm, I'm going to listen to what they say i might even agree with them i might even agree but i don't want to play the rescuer and so in and so if it's things that you agree on. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm going to do though, is even if I agree with them, I'm going to say, I'm going to say in a really calm way, keeping that calm face, voice, and body, I'm going to say, you know, I agree with you. And, and as I look at this situation, I've noticed that I've just got to keep moving on with my day and not think about it much anymore because, you know, or not, or not worry about some of the things I can't change on this one you know, and just mm-hmm. allow myself to go past it in front of them, which would be a disagree appropriately. I know. Yeah, you're right. I know you feel this way about it. Yep. I, I can even say I do too, but here's my, but here's How my real I... opinion in a calm way is that we can't let this get our, get ourselves down. We can't let this be the only dialogue that we have. Right. And,
1: and so then that gives you the opportunity to display being the bigger person when this person wants to have an emotional well, dramatic and dialogue. Well,
0: bigger—I don't know if I'd use the term bigger, but I see what you mean. Um, like more yeah, mature. Yeah, just somebody I guess you'd who's say, showing. But... This is what you do when you're mature. But I, but I wouldn't be trying to tell the other, tear the other person down in any way because no. like, I might even agree with them. Now I might not, in which case, all the more reason to be like, <laughs> "Aha! So I see. This is where you're coming from. Okay. Well, this is where I'm coming from." I see why you might be seeing that. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) You know, be open-minded, listen to it, share your thing and then go, okay, I'm good. All right, so that's it. You know, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to agree with everybody all the time. Even to maintain friendships, you can disagree. That's okay. (laughs) But, um, you know, and you don't have to speak in a way that's condescending to anybody just to set an example of calmness. You can just, you know, in all truthfulness, just say, yeah, I've just decided not to, allow this to ruin my week or my year. I'm going to carry on doing the things I need to for my family and trying to teach my family about freedom and correct principles. And, and hopefully, you know, some of this stuff will iron itself out. And if, if there is action I can take, then I will, but there's, That's there's sweet. only in an election, you know, there's only certain people that get to solve the problem. Especially
1: like a presidential election. Yeah, there's only like... a few people that get to
0: solve that problem. Everybody else doesn't get any say. You know, um, so no riot is going to, is going to turn back the decision. That's just not how it is. Nope. So anyway. Okay. So that is, that is how to survive the election which is what we wanted to talk about today. Love it. Surviving that election. Super
1: easy, but super Yeah, hard.
0: because it requires you <laughs> making a decision that you're going to behave in a certain way and that you're not going to get stuck in the drama triangle and you're not going to get stuck playing games and looping around and trying to find the next enemy so that you can become the next victim, which makes no sense. You know, if, <laughs> if we get trapped in there, we can't get out and, and our society needs us to get out. Yeah. I mean, you can get out. It's
1: just hard sometimes to break that cycle.
0: Well, yeah, you have to choose to. You have to choose to mm-hmm. step out of that drama triangle and say, I'm not going to feel the drama of it anymore. I'm going to let it go. So there's two ways to, to um, process that, that phrase. When I first saw the Frozen movie, I was very frustrated with that song because I thought she's saying, let it go. And she's getting angry let it that is not what let it go means so she's saying let out all my anger let out all my rage let out all my drama and all my pain and all my let it all go and i'm like that is totally not self-governing and that is a really and that's not what let it go that means is a really bad <laughs> message for children <laughs> I'm like no <laughs> we do not need that but that's more like let it out that's that not let, it let it out go. <laughs> Right, totally right. <laughs> but, the, but the concept of letting it go can be a really great one because it's let it go away. Don't think about it anymore. But it would have been inspiring, potentially. Maybe not a big smashing hit, but anyway. So there you go. Um, so let's keep in mind what it means to self-govern ourselves and what this dra- drama triangle can do to us if we allow ourselves to get trapped in it so that we can better survive this election thank you everyone for joining us for the teaching self-government podcast as always you can find more information on teaching self-government.com so find more skills more helps for your family and we will talk to you again next time Bye-bye. Bye 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 You've been listening to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. For more information and resources to help unite your family, visit teachingselfgovernment.com.